do welcome you to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent. Once again, we gather seeking to be a diverse and inclusive spiritual community whose mission is to inspire, love, work for justice, and grow together in community. May this be a place where you are your fullest and most authentic self. And with the reality of the coronavirus, as well as all the other bugs going around this year, a colleague wrote this as a public service announcement. Uh, how can I have an E flat, tenor E flat, please? Mm, wash, wash, whoever you are. Healthy one, sickly one, lover of feeling well. Cleaning the germs off is easy to do. Soap, rinse, and repeat.
during every U2 concert where Bono, U2's lead singer, asked the stage manager to turn off the lights of the arena or stadium, leaving only a single spotlight pointed at the stage. Then he asked the audience to create the Milky Way by waving our cell phones in flashlight mode. One by one, the audience winks into existence as pinpoints of light. Thousands of people from many different countries, political affiliations, and religious backgrounds attend a single U2 concert. Each one of us has different reasons for being there, from those like me who are utterly fervent in our love of the band, to those who just casually like U2's most popular songs, or those who are dragged to the show by their fanatical spouses, like my late husband. <clears throat> in that moment, however, our differences don't matter because we are sharing the very sacred experience of listening to music together. That vast space shrinks, becoming as intimate as a dive bar, and the audience is no longer a faceless mass, but individual stars in a galaxy that we've birthed. The combined heat of our cell phones even raises the temperature of the air. Similarly, the UU Church of Kent is comprised of individuals from many different backgrounds and religious traditions. Each of us brings the light of our talents, interests, and experiences to create this inclusive spiritual community. We don't always agree on everything, but we have all come to this sacred space to give something of ourselves and seek truth and meaning. Will you add your star to our galaxy? As one, of the, as one of my favorite lyrics to a U2 song goes, we'll shine like stars in the summer night, we'll shine like stars over winter nights, one heart, one hope, one love. Come, let us worship together. We join Unitarian Universalists across the country in lighting a chalice, a symbol of sanctuary and safety, a sign of life's beauty and wonder, a symbol of peace and hope, an invitation to continue our ongoing search for the light of truth within us and among us. Our chalice lighter this morning is Kara. And Charlie, sorry. Let's get a few more ideas though. There weren't enough voices in this video. What makes this church shine for you? Do any of the kids in the room wanna share? You have something else, Ike? Oh, no, he does not. Or adults, grown-ups, what makes this church community shine for you? What does the church mean to you? Just shout it out. Yeah, the way the sun comes through the windows, we shine. The music. The music. Swanee? The intellectual discussions, yeah. What else? Laughter. You love the many voices. Working for justice. Caring for one another. The children. That's my favorite part. The teachers, the volunteers, yes. Your little, your little island of sanity, yes. 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 How many times they said they felt safe in that video. That got me too, Sonis. Trish, crafting the services and, and, and they're integrated uh, to match the music with the message and, and make it meaningful for everyone. All right. Getting a paycheck. 
I'm with you on that one, Hal. Thank you. <laughs> yes, and, and an opportunity to practice values by giving. <laughs> And receiving, as love shows us how. Thank you, Reverend Stephen. All right, thank you, friends. This is a prayer by my colleague, the Reverend Christian Schmidt. We who have gathered here today call upon that which connects us, sustains us, and upon which we depend. Spirit of life, as we breathe in, we give thanks for the many blessings of life for the joys and milestones, celebrations and good news within and among us. As we breathe out our thoughts, our hearts go out to those among us with sorrow and fear, regrets and concerns. This morning, we hold in our thoughts and prayers those we've named, those we have in our hearts and minds. We remember those who are afraid of the spread of coronavirus, especially those whose health is already vulnerable and all who work in healthcare. Let us all take common sense precautions to protect our health and that of others. We hold in our heart all Asian Americans around this country who have been on the receiving end of racist attacks and comments by those ignorant and afraid of this virus. May we offer love's own comfort and solidarity to our neighbors and friends living with this reality. When the weight of the world overwhelms us, when we must face the challenges and difficulties of life, when we worry about ourselves and others, when we feel small, weak, alone, or afraid, let us lean into the power and strength of community. Let us return to the love and support offered by those around us and remember the good within every single person. Let us rest in all that is possible when we offer up our good gifts in the service of one another, the service of the common good, and in the promise of beloved community. May it be so, and amen. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. Everywhere. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little 
it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. The first reading has been changed. It's now The Buddha's Last Instruction by Mary Oliver. Make of yourself a light, said the Buddha before he died. I think of this every morning as the East begins to tear off its many clouds of darkness to send up the first signal, a white fan streaked with pink and violet, even green. An old man, he lay down between two solid trees and he might have said anything knowing it was his final hour. The light burns upward. It thickens and settles over the fields. Around him, the villagers gathered and stretched forward to listen. Even before the sun itself hangs, dis disattached in the blue air, I am touched everywhere by its ocean of yellow waves. No doubt he thought of everything that had happened in his difficult life. And then, I ran, and then I feel the sun itself as it blazes over the hills like a million flowers on fire. Clearly, I'm not needed. Yet I feel myself turning into something of inexplicable value. Slowly, beneath the branches, he raised his head. He looked into the faces of that frightened crowd. Did you hear about the photon that went to check into a hotel? The clerk asked if it needed help with its luggage, and the photon said, no, I'm traveling light. <laughs> Would it surprise you to know that you and I are traveling light, too? Part of us is the same stuff as the stars. Starlight's a form of electromagnetic radiation, packets of energy called photons traveling at the speed of light, the movement of electric and magnetic fields through space. These same electric and magnetic fields move inside our bodies, just like the stars, animating us and holding us together. We literally have light within us. As spiritual beings, we have another kind of light within us too, the light of love, of hope, of compassion, a light that is desperately needed in these times where injustice, cruelty, and violence are rampant and love's light is lessened by greed selfishness, and hatred. People like the villagers gathering around the dying Buddha are frightened. I'm frightened by what's happening in our nation and our world. But I find hope from the light inside each of us and the light we create in this place when we combine our individual light. To remind us of this light and to invite us to share this light, each week we create more light as we light our chalice. The chalice itself is a story of being a light in a dangerous time. While the kindling of a sacred fire within a vessel is an ancient ritual, our flaming chalice has its origins in the courage of people just like you and me in World War II as the evil of Nazi Germany spread across Europe. In 1941, as Germany was invading more and more countries, people were fleeing. Many of these refugees were people who were being persecuted by the Nazis, the Jews, the gypsies, gay people, and artists, intellectuals, politicians, freedom fighters, anyone who opposed the Nazi rise to power. The Unitarian Service Committee, the USC, set up an office in Lisbon, Portugal to help people escape. 
The USC was a new organization, not well known, so they needed a logo, an official looking symbol to put on the documents they were providing so that the refugees would know who they were. The flaming chalice was first seen in April 1941 in the refugee camps in France as the symbol of the USC. It was designed by a Jewish refugee, Hans Deutsch, and commissioned by the Reverend Charles Joy, who believed the refugees needed a symbol to know they were in safe hands. Deutsch was an artist from Austria who had lived in Paris in the 1930s and drawn cartoons critical of Hitler. When Paris fell to the Nazis, he fled to the south of France and then to Spain and finally to Lisbon, where he met Reverend Joy, who was overseeing a secret network of agents and couriers. Soon Deutsch was working for the USC. Reverend Joy asked Deutsch to create a symbol for their papers to make them look official, to give dignity and importance to them, and at the same time to symbolize the spirit of our work. When a document may keep a person out of jail, give them standing with governments and the police, it is important that it look important, said Reverend Joy. Deutsch drew a chalice with a flame. The symbol was used by many people, including the Reverend Wade Still and Martha Sharp, two Americans, Unitarians, who risked their lives to help evacuate Jews and other enemies of Hitler. A chalice with a flame on a door or in a window, on a document, on the side of a truck, was the promise of refuge, of safety, of hope. The flaming chalice is now a symbol of Unitarian Universalism and the promise our faith offers of safety and refuge, of hope and love, of life more abundant. The promise of a spiritual home for seekers like you and me who come with our questions and our dreams, our fears and our yearnings for companionship on life's journey, and our vision of a world where there is peace and justice. Today, as we reflect on light and how our shared light brings hope and love into the world, We'll hear stories from a couple of our members about how UUCK has been a place of light, hope, and welcome for them and helps them be a light for others. I'd like to invite Julie to share her story with us. It was all scripted, really. Um, um, Let's see here. The annual campaign pledge at church has uh, been an event I try to avoid. I don't think I'm supposed to admit that. Um, (laughs) I'm a bit surprised to be asked to share with you a testimonial about pledging, but I'm glad to do so. Um, At least that's what I thought this was about. um, Let's see here. Um, I've always been a generous person, but typically just casually generous. An annual pledge has been more of a commitment than I was comfortable with for a long time. I think life's instabilities have kept me from focusing on long-term goals. So casual generosity has worked for me. Most years I just gave what I could when I could. Uh, This church has been a part of my life in many different ways over the past 30 years. It has been 30. Uh, I was introduced to this church as a teenager, came back as an adult, then became a member about 15 years ago. This church has given me so much to me and my family. Here is a short list. Owl, 
for five teenagers, coming of age for two teenagers, more Hogwarts events than I can even count, covenant groups, LGBTQA meetings, protest rallies, beautiful music, workshops, and moving Sunday services. Oh, I can't forget, this church is where my wife Felicia and I married 12 years ago this May. These examples are just off the top of my head. I'm certain many here can also make such lists. This church has also been a major support for me during most of the turbulent time, during the most turbulent time in my life, my transition. It's hard to believe it's been 15 years since I asked you to walk with me on this journey, and we're still walking it together. Thanks. Though my giving at this church, mostly casual, the church's commitment to me, my family, and this community is far from casual. Last year, I finally made a pledge. Fulfilling it was easier than I thought. This year, as I contemplate how much more I can commit, I realize I was actually looking forward to the pledge campaign. I hope you'll consider pledging too. The second reading is from the Gospel of Matthew. You are like light for the whole world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a bowl. Instead, it is put on the lampstand where it gives light for everyone in the house. In the same way, your light must shine before people so that they will see the good things you do. The third reading is To to Light the Darkness and Begin Again by D. Scott Cooper. There is a glow far off in the distance, a light to which no path leads. We know that each time we help each other, help one another, or join with them to heal the world, each time we stand up for justice and what is right, each time we work and hope and love against all odds, a spark is created that adds to the intensity of that light. We join with others who see and turn towards the glow. As we travel toward that beacon, the underbrush of indifference is flattened and a path is created. More are led to join us and obstacles are kicked away and a road is formed. Many approach the light, strengthened by our works, and we join them to each light a candle. Although many candles are lighted, and the blaze never diminishes. We travel out into the world again to light the darkness and begin again. The cycle continues, our work intensifying the glow and our joining with others to travel to the blaze and light our candles again. We continue knowing that, eat, that one day we, or our grandchildren, or perhaps their grandchildren, will no longer travel that widened and trodden path to light a candle, because dawn has arrived, justice is commonplace, and poverty is vanquished, and the beloved community stands illuminated in the fullness of daylight. The history of this congregation, which was founded in 1866, by Universalists who proclaimed a radical message of love and healing to a city and a people whose hearts have been broken by the Civil War is one of making itself a light through the years in many different ways. 
This is the legacy we continue today as we work and worship and hope and love together. Together, you shine with a radical light of inclusion, generosity, and joy as you teach religious education or serve as a member of the Board of Trustees or the Committee on Shared Ministry or Leadership Development or one of our many other committees, as you help lead worship or sing in the choir or play in the bell choir, by being that warm and welcoming smile and presence as a greeter and usher, offering a wonderful spread of snacks and plenty of coffee on Sunday mornings, showing up with a meal and a loving heart and listening ear for someone who is sick or struggling, participating in the decision-making process, leading a rally or march for justice, or doing the hard spiritual work of self-reflection and learning that anti-racism asks of us, writing a check each month that provides the support and resources necessary to help light the way toward a future that holds the promise of peace and justice in our world. Our universalist ancestor John Murray said, you may possess a small light, but uncover it, let it shine. Use it in order to bring more light and understanding to the hearts and minds of people. This is not naive optimism, nor is it easy to do. It demands a fierce tenderness, a passion for life, and the willingness to say no to other things that demand our time and energy. It asks a lifetime of devotion and commitment because we don't ever arrive, but we continue journeying on that road we create together as indifference is stomped down and obstacles overcome. Traveling together toward that light in the distance that beckons us. In the third reading, D. Scott Cooper told us, there is a glow far off in the distance, a light to which no path leads. We know that each time we help one another or join with others to heal our world, each time we stand up for justice and what is right, each time we work and hope and love against all odds, a spark is created that adds to the intensity of that light. We continue knowing that one day we or our grandchildren or perhaps their grandchildren will no longer travel that widened and trodden path to light a candle because dawn has arrived. Justice is commonplace, poverty is vanquished, and the beloved community stands illuminated in the fullness of daylight. This is the hope we hold, the dream we share, the vision that invites us forward in faith. Now I invite Kay Ekman to tell us about how this church helps her shine and to ask for your help so that together we will continue to shine to be a light of love, hope, and possibility for one another, for Kent, and for the world. <sighs> Hello, I'm, I'm Kay Ekman, and I've been attending this church since 2001. And this year, I am the chair of the Generosity Campaign. Once a year, our church family pulls its resources together to keep our beloved community up and running. In this case, when I say resources, I am specifically talking about money. <laughs> it takes money to keep this place that we call our spiritual home together. And in this once a year pledge drive, members and friends are asked to contribute their financial resources for the upcoming year. This year, we're trying a few different things. 
Uh, we're shortening the drive period from a whole month to two weeks. You're welcome. <laughs> and we're not using individual canvassers directly. Since my ask today may be the only one you hear in person, I better do a good job up here. <laughs> there are many reasons why I personally pledge to this church. Firstly, I don't want to sound like a drama queen, but I love it here. This church has become part of my family. Years ago, there was actually a time in my life when I felt more at home here than I did at home. I raised my daughter here and got married here. I attended memorial services for friends and naming services for the newest little members. I'd say that this church is my people. I would be hard pressed to name another institution in my life where I feel so valued and heard. Another big reason is that this church helps me to be a better person. And in our culture, daily life is secularized to an extreme, and every day we are bombarded with almost surreal newspaper headlines. All of us, both adults and unfortunately our youth, are exposed to a constant, steady drumbeat telling us that we can finally be happy if we can only just buy more stuff. Popular culture is an alluring but toxic brew. It's all too easy to get overwhelmed or depressed or just give up. But I can count on coming here every Sunday to hear a service that sends out a positive, strong counter message that gives me hope. A message that helps me truly reflect on what matters in life. I feel like I hit the reset button each Sunday, better equipped to face the week ahead, and for this, I'm truly grateful. Talking about money from up here in the chancel is not exactly in my comfort zone, but I'm gonna push through, and I'm gonna ask you to contribute generously from your heart. In 2015, we voted as a congregation to pay our staff according to the UUA Fair Compensation Guidelines. Unfortunately, we're falling behind on this commitment and our staff has not had a raise in three years. The cost of benefits for our staff is also going up, just as it does in the private sector. In order to honor that pledge from 2015 and to do a few other things, such as beef up our wonderful music program and our growing religious education program, we need an increase in pledges. In order to fully fund our budget, we need an increase of 20%. I know this is a big ask, capital B-I-G, but please think about the way this church is part of your life, all the ways that this church is part of your life, and it makes your life better for you and your family. Does it help you to give your children deep, the deep and meaningful values that you want them to grow up with? Do you look forward to an interesting spiritual message each week accompanied by a large dose of truly wonderful music. And I mean, this is the only place I really sing out loud in public. <laughs> Have you tried an adult RE class that really made you think and reflect? Have you enjoyed real thoughtful conversations through a chalice group? Or have you ever just felt good about putting a can of soup in the Ken social services basket out front or giving money to the monthly social justice collection? 
I'm hoping that you can find a little extra money in your budget to increase your pledge and support all the ways the church gives back to you and our community at large. If you give $50 a month, can you give an extra 10? Or if you give 100 per month, can you find an extra 20 in your budget? Or if you give 200, do you have $40 a month to increase your pledge? We'll be collecting pledge cards for the next two weeks. The final day of the campaign is March 15th, two Sundays from now. This congregation has come through time and time again in a spirit of generosity to keep a roof over our head, the church warm in the winter, and engage a pastoral staff that are there for us when we need them. Indeed, this church has been doing this since 1866. Everyone sitting here today is playing a part in an ongoing 154-year-old tradition of generosity and love. Playing a role in keeping this tradition alive, not only for us right now, but to send it forward to the people who are yet to come in. Uh, play I'm sorry, I just lost my spot. Uh, for all the things this church adds to our lives, and to see us not only grow, but to thrive, I'm hoping you will consider my plea and pledge generously. Thank you. Thank you, Kay, for sharing your light with us and helping us shine together. So here is how to make your pledge, your promise of support for our fiscal year 21 operating budget. Please pick up your pledge package from Kay, Claudia Miller, or Marion Yeager at the generosity table downstairs in Fessenden Hall, or is it out in the? It's downstairs it's, for coffee. It's downstairs for coffee. Okay, thank you. You can complete your pledge online at our church website under the ministries tab as well. Pledge cards can be turned in until March 15th, or you can place them in the Sunday collection basket. The generosity team will have a small gift for you when you turn your completed pledge card back in. As an added incentive to return your completed pledge, your name will be entered into a raffle for one of two, two cool Kentopoly games. Think Monopoly locally. The sooner you turn in your pledge card, the more raffle entries you get. <laughs> And when you pledge, you'll receive a cutout of a little flame on which to sign your name. With your permission, it's going to go above the chalice on the back wall of the sanctuary. If you turn around and look. Yeah. Many little flames will become one large flame as we shine together. Thank you. I've been trying something lately since my mother told me Baby, you've got something special deep inside Well, I've been looking everywhere I dance, I write, I sing I swear I'm tearing down my tendency to hide She says, go your own way, shine Go your own way Let your heart build a fire Don't Go out on your own, then come back with a poem and add your lights to mine, and together we'll shine. The words I used to start this song, I tell myself there's something wrong with everything I've put down on the page. 
in my heart it starts to sing The words are coming fast They're bringing on such passion Pleasure, joy and pain And they say Go your own way to shine Go your own way Let your heart build a fire Don't be afraid Go out on your own then come back with a poem and add your light to mine, and together we'll shine. Even though it's gonna be hard, even though you might get scared, don't walk away from what you're feeling. Gotta stay with the pen on the page till the words come face to face with your soul so you can free them I've heard that there's a place I've never been before they say it's like a distant shore past everything I've ever known where all the songs and poems are stored beneath the music and the words where every kind of beauty finds its form It's where you go your own way to shine Go your own way Let your heart build a fire Don't be afraid Go out on your own Then come back with a poem These words are by the Reverend Victoria Safford. Friends, go shining. In these darkening days, remember who you are and what you love, and that to which you give your life, the work of your hands and your heart. Remember that truly we stand in one great circle with a thousand, thousand others hand to hand. You really are the light of the world, and your love is a beacon of hope. And now renewed in our commitment to shine together and to be a light to the world, let us go forth in joy and in hope to continue inspiring love, seeking justice, and growing together in community. May it be so. Blessed be. Amen. And I see the light in you. <laughs>